0: Pluto.
1: <laughs> it was a Harry. How can you tell? He said, from the bark, you dummy <laughs> From the
0: bark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is he all right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. the guy <laughs> digs me. Hey, what's wrong? Camera action! Welcome back to another episode of Happy Hour Films. As you all know, I'm Ross Bacon. I'm joined by my co-host Mike McGuigan. Mike, say hi.
1: How's everyone doing?
0: And as you should know by now, we are a podcast, crack seven beer, and we talk about some movies. Blah blah blah. Now we are in a new month, and we are in the month of May, which is Mother's Day month, and. uh like this show tends to do us being straight white guys we uh we think about white we think about dudes first you know but this time we're thinking about women which is because our
1: most watched episode is still angelina jolie
0: yeah as well it should be because she is what she's one of what we're going to be talking about this month which is some kick-ass women and angelina and her kick-ass characters have uh a lot to owe to some of the women that we'll be talking about this month, this month of mothers, and even though we're a couple months shy or late on the whole Women's Appreciation Month, I think that was March, so I think we're we're a month late on that one, but... um, Yeah, I think. It's something it February?
1: like
0: that. It's one of the two. Either way, we didn't talk about it. So I was thinking
1: we went, we went right past Women's Appreciation Month to just celebrate Ross all yep. month.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, I think women's, I think women's is March, um, I'm pretty sure, because we got Black History, yeah. slash, you know, Black History Month in February, and then uh, but whatever, for our podcast, May is going to be Kick-Ass Women Month, so we're going in order, uh, essentially of appearance, uh, from when they uh, arrived on the movie screen, and we're going to start off this week with uh, the OG, uh, Lieutenant Ellen Ripley, and um, I'm sure she has other titles. Like, I think she's an engineer of something as well. Like, um...
1: Um, wasn't she the? Uh something with warrants she's like a warrant officer yeah something something like that
0: i think she's upgraded though a corporal at some point maybe but she's definitely upgraded to clone by the end so we'll never uh i guess we'll never know what her official title is after she becomes a clone like do you do you have to go back to private like do you have to start all over again
1: Uh, you are a new person one would assume you have to you know
0: so in in that in any case i guess you could probably guess we're gonna be talking about alien aliens Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection and uh, unlike Mike who was smart enough to not sit through all of Aliens, Resur- Aliens Resurrection uh, I watched all of them and uh, we're going to get into all of them we'll probably even touch on a little bit of Prometheus and Covenant even though there is no Ellen Ripley or kick-ass woman in any of those movies um, there are women they're just not kick-ass <laughs> and uh, so we're going to start off with went
1: to quote cinema sins. they went to the Prometheus school of running away from things
0: that's right. That's right. If the thing which is-
1: I, you can notably see in this movie that no one went to the Prometheus school of running away from things. Every time someone ran from something, they were ready to turn if they exactly. needed
0: to. <laughs> yeah, they kind of had to because they'd be at the end of the hallway. But yeah. um, before we get too much deeper into uh, Sigourney Weaver and Ellen Ripley, we have to talk about what we're drinking. So, Mike, what do you have? All
1: right. So I went with Bolero Snort Brewery, yeah. um, and I went with Strawberry Cream Pop Ale. Now, they've had the orange cream ale for a while, and I saw they just came out with strawberry cream, which happens to be my favorite flavor of Stewart's soda, strawberries and cream.
0: Okay, sure.
1: So, I went with that, and it's not, like, I expected a pretty sweet beer, and, like, there's hints of fruitiness and sweetness, but it's really just a good kind of strawberry cream ale. Like, it isn't an ale first, and then it has hints of strawberries and vanilla. Nice, nice. And it's sitting at. Let's see, I think I said six. I think it's six point three. Yeah, six point three percent, which again, right about in my happy range.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, I, on the other hand, am drinking a three point eight ABV, and it's from Tonewood, and it is uh, EMD or their English Mild Ale. But uh, I'm not sure what the D stands for in that. I guess English Mild drink. I don't know. But it's an English model now. It is fairly dark and it is absolutely delicious. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's got like like those hints of what is it like toffee or something. It's biscuits, toffee, caramel and black tea. And you can taste pretty much all that. It's like it's like drinking England, you know, and uh, I
1: no, I'm just that doesn't make it sound that appetizing.
0: <laughs> it's like drinking the good part of England. OK, not the uh, not the I don't know not the boris whatever johnson whatever part of wherever he's, he is but um <laughs> but i i kind of semi chose it like because i couldn't hey i couldn't find anything that was like face hugger ale or something like that but of course the the best moment of this entire of the first movie is the immortal scene where john hurt gets uh has the worst dinner experience you could ever have and of yeah. course he is a very british man and oh no not again <laughs> you know, one of the best lines in space balls but um the
1: fact that they actually get him to come back and do that
0: it's so good which
1: i love the implications that a space balls exist in the universe of aliens and b He actually survived his being shot out into space, got nursed back to health, only to have a bad dinner (laughs) go wrong.
0: Right, it's like space mummy, you know, landed on a planet somewhere that just happened to have these same like space exploration minded Marines or whatever, you know, this crew, this like minded crew. uh, (laughs) But yeah, so that's why that's why I picked that, and uh, it's like I said, it's delicious. So. (laughs) <laughs> and if, I apologize in advance for the either sneezing or coughing off mic. hopefully it's off Mike uh, being in New Jersey in the month of may means that your allergies are at war with everything. <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I am desperately trying not to have my sinus explode or uh, die, you know, from, I'd, I'd rather have a face hugger on me right now. It's what it feels like is happening.
1: At least they'll force feed oxygen into you. It's the worst when you have a stuffy nose.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I can still breathe. It's just, it's just, it's, it's annoying. But so let's get on to the woman of the hour-ish and uh, talk about Sigourney Weaver and uh, Ellen Ripley. I now the craziest it. thing is, what's that?
1: I love Sigourney Weaver. She hey, is a awesome.
0: national treasure. She's awesome. And uh, the weird thing is though, with like, It's actually these first two that we're going to talk about because, again, you know, just to jump to the very end of the episode next week, we're talking about Sarah Connor and these two are the only actresses, she and Linda Hamilton, that don't really have like other action movies that they were in. You know, they yes. they had their one character, they fucking nailed it, and then <laughs> they just stuck with that and then did whatever else they wanted to do.
1: Now, for some godforsaken reason, they convinced Sigourney to stay around for, I mean, like, third movie at that, like, the third movie is not good, but I understand their attempt. Uh, the fourth movie, on the other hand, <laughs> come on, Sigourney, that's... <laughs>
0: yeah how (laughs) many ferraris did you
1: need school of not watching your movie but watching the house it built
0: exactly yeah how many ferraris did you need how many beach houses did you need um but yeah and it's at least with the third one it it like it's a resolution to the character and then that makes which is what makes that fourth one so much worse because you're like well we know this was a paycheck movie (laughs) you know it's it's not like she wanted because she technically really didn't want to even do the third one that much anyway Mm -hmm. you know But, uh, so we definitely, and she made out like a fucking bandit on that one too, but we'll get into it. And,
1: uh, and I'm going to go on the record right now and say, James Cameron is almost on Jared Leto levels of hate for me. Like I really don't like James Cameron.
0: He's an asshole. Like he really is. He's really just an asshole and he's involved in, uh, more than we probably want to, uh, would like to, uh, talk about for these two weeks because he's. He held in the second one of these movies, and then he's also, of course, responsible for uh at least one and two of the Terminator franchise. Yeah. And then he gave his okay for Dark Fate, which is wow. <laughs> I guess, I guess he was just distracted by Avatar before because he might he must not have read it, <laughs> you know. He must not have actually read anything about it. Arnold must have been like it'll be fine, James. It'll be fine. You know, it's like, okay, Arnold, I trust you. <laughs> but in this one though we got in alien i mean it's 1979 so she is well before linda and everybody else and uh it's directed by ridley scott which of course is great you know because he's ridley fucking scott and
1: yeah everyone loves ridley scott
0: everything about this movie is amazing especially again like which is his bread and butter the production design like this movie looks awesome and like the it, it one really, scene
1: some of the shot composition it is just meant to make you feel claustrophobic through a lot of it
0: except for that one scene when they're on the planet with the uh with the eggs when they first go down and you get that big shot of the engineer yeah. which well, we find out they're called engineers later in prometheus what the engineer is sitting in the chair in like the giant like telescope or whatever the fuck and his chest is bursted out and just how you like scott's so great at showing you how large that creature or being is compared to our tiny little humans and it's you can just like it's it's kind of crazy because then you're like okay was that the queen that burst out of him you know because our aliens are like human size roughly you know they're a little bit bigger than humans but that one must have been fucking gigantic <laughs> well that
1: so that leads to the question of like the whole ale like the xenomorph species in that like oh maybe if a face hugger attaches to a giant motherfucker like uh, maybe they're getting more nutrients and they get bigger before they pop out of the chest
0: yeah they got to be like proportionate and plus they also take on the characteristics of the host because in the third one we get the dog uh xenomorph we get the four legged yeah. xenomorph and in uh, alien versus predator we get a pred alien we get a combination of the two you know and of course in resurrection we get a half human half alien which again we'll get to mm-hmm. but in this one we just straight up get a wet soaking wet like Caught, like cockroach essentially yeah. like black cockroach is what we get and hr geiger's designs are just they're immortal you know you you can never see that and not think of the movie alien you can't see his art other than that and not think of the movie alien it's insane you can't
1: see that dickhead and not think of xenomorph
0: yeah exactly yeah there's uh there's that giant jelly bean of a head that thing's got but i always yeah, wonder where think- are their eyes where are their eyes? Like, how do they see? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, how do they see? Like, I think the little head has eyes in some way, like the little mouth, but like the big head doesn't have eyes. <laughs> like, How the hell do they see? Or is that like one big eye going back? Uh, I, there's a the question of like, maybe
1: they sense heat more than actually see. Maybe they have like an infrared type of thing. I don't okay. know.
0: Because know. they do a lot of like sniffing you up close when they look at yeah. you, you know. It's there's not a lot of like eye contact per se, you know? yeah. But um,
1: the right one off thing the I back... like to bring up with when talking about alien design, Ross, this was probably this might have been slightly after your time. Did you watch Dragon Ball Z at all? No, no, no. I didn't think so.
0: I I mean I I know people that have that are my age, but it's it's I I think they watched it when it came out. I don't I don't remember. So
1: one of the most famous villains from Dragon Ball Z is Frieza, and okay. Frieza has multiple transformations. One of which looks very similar to the body shape of a Xenomorph.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> there's. I don't think a lawsuit ever came about of it, but I I thought that there was a chance Ridley Scott would have sued Akira Toriyama who draws Dragon Ball Z.
0: Okay, I just did a quick Google search. Is it the, like, white and purple version? There's,
1: so... Because the white and purple version
0: already has, like, the body type. (laughs) This is this is it oh okay yeah that oh yeah there it is yeah, it's his
1: third form third who, form whoops
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely um i'm gonna go ahead and say that's that playing around with copyrights <laughs> I mean, we're we're butting right up to it is what we're doing
1: now the good thing with <laughs> that episode that form only sticks around for like an episode because he almost immediately goes to his fourth form because somebody probably
0: him. was like wait I think they got a case. (laughs) We we, got to get rid of this. We got to get rid of it. We can't can't use this. But, excuse me, but then, like, to actually, like, get into Sigourney with this, with this movie, and it's kind of the same arc with uh, Sarah Connor as well. In this movie, we get, like, normal person, essentially. Normal person in fucked up situation. And, the difference between her and Sarah Connor and Terminator are that Ripley's not the hunted victim, you know. She becomes the hunted by essentially default, you know, but she's not the intended, you know, damsel in distress, you know. It's but- really
1: a situation where the alien comes on ship, alien starts killing. By the end, she's the by she's the last person. So by default, the alien's gonna go after her. You know, she could her and the two other people could have escaped if she decided to leave that cat. But
0: well, no, it's like, well, they could have gotten out of there. All they needed to do was get Ash like out of there earlier. You know, fuck Ash. He's an android or whatever. He's a thin synthetic, he's a synthetic or whatever you know fuck him because the escape pod only holds three and there's four of them at the time and ash is one of them and it's like okay fuck you they they, obviously they can hold jonesy you know they can hold jonesy in there but the best thing is they have like a little cat carrier for him on the ship like where are they going (laughs) where is jones gonna go in that cat carrier is there a space vet out there somewhere i
1: love that i want to like this company man are they like are they paying vet bills today? Is is Jones an employee? Does he have? Does that's, he have why Yoffa
0: Cotto, that's why and Koto? That's why Yaff and Koto and Harry Dean Sanders so pissed off because their share is smaller because Jones the cat gets one, <laughs> even though he's just Jones the cat.
1: <laughs> a, is he a, like the company was like? Okay, it costs this much to put a person into the sleep into a sleep cycle. Now, how can we make it so that we could both so that we can put both a person and a cat down?
0: Right. Yeah, and in not the way that you usually put a cat down. Yeah. It's actually like just literally putting them to sleep, not the permanent. And the
1: sleep. stopping them from aging.
0: Right. Yeah, that's and that's that's that technology that always shows up. Because this isn't this is supposed to be in like 20 one something it's it's never explicitly said i don't think um i had it somewhere okay the resurrection is roughly the year 2318 and i think this one's supposed to be in the 21s somewhere because there's 57 years difference between the events in this one and the second one and then there's even then it's like two and three happen almost back to back and then there's a lot of time between three and four and um it's it's weird because when you look at this movie it is absolutely 1979 (laughs) there is the only thing future about it is the fact that we have aliens and we're in space you know that's the only thing future about it they're at they're they're fucking smoking all over this ship like you would an airplane in the 70s you know
1: guys jesus is an
0: engineer open your eyes sheeple right exactly yeah i mean and that's the craziest thing like this kind of it's, it's it's posits these worlds where you know you have clearly higher forms of life like life forms or whatever and you space is a very real thing because you got these fucking aliens out in it there can't be anybody left on earth that's just like you know what this book this book is what we're going with you know? <laughs> i don't care it's all a myth like dinosaurs fuck you <laughs> I don't believe you. It's like when they gaslight uh, Sigourney in the third one. It's like I don't believe you. I don't believe you.
1: <laughs> You're telling me a black alien with a head shaped like a dick and two mouths is what's killing everyone?
0: Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, Ellen. I'm sure it is, and that's essentially what they do in the second one too. It's like, oh, I'm sure it is. Oh yeah, because it's always, and that's the thing, like with these. There is, and it's the it's the case with essentially not why we're doing this month because of feminism, but there is an underlying feminist angle to a lot of these characters because they're strong kick-ass women. Mm -hmm. But the same thing is, there's by that nature, and because of that, in these movies, you have guys that are just like whatever, she's a woman, she can't know anything.
1: Sarah Connor is literally put into a mental hospital because she tried to tell people about what happened. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sure a robot from the future. Sure. You know, it's like, well, you explain how an entire police force got taken out in a single hour, <laughs> you know, maybe 20 minutes. He mows through them pretty quickly. And yeah. no, no, but it's no, she's wrong. She's making this shit up. There's there's gotta be. A reasonable explanation that this uh, gigantic Austrian was untouched when he came out of that, that police office, that police station.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, so I do think uh, Alien One is a borderline perfect sci fi horror movie.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I would go so far as to say the second one is, though. It's, it's, those two are very close. I have to my issues
1: movie. with the second one, but the second, i'll get more into that when we actually start talking about the second one yeah but yeah so first one i love the setup of ripley because like she is a believable human in this one she's not the ultimate badass yet she becomes badass out of necessity but with this one like i love when they go out on the mission and they try to come back in she's like we can't let them in under the rules of
0: yeah by the bylaws that we have we have to quarantine you <laughs> you have COVID you can't come in
1: <laughs> and then Ash is more like man, that the, the shot and masks don't even work open this fucking door
0: Ash right there when Ash is just like fuck you you're a woman and just opens the door it's like okay maybe that guy's not on the up and up maybe we should be wondering about Ash and the even the better part is that of course we find out that quote-unquote, the company, because I don't even think we get the words Waylon yutani until the third one. I don't even think we get it in the second one, but it's just the company is what it's known as. And they're they're like, yeah, find an alien, save the alien, get it to us, crew is expendable. It's like, oh, Okay, that's the kind of movie we're in now. All right, I get it. And that's, then,
1: and I, it's one of like if you had never seen Alien before, like it's a good, it, it's like a solid twist. Not, not really a twist. Like you can kind of see it, but like I don't think you'll see it exactly coming.
0: You don't. You definitely don't see Ash being a synthetic being because they don't bring that up yeah. until it happens. You know. Yeah. You don't find out that he's a robot until it happens. Unlike with Bishop, in the because it's a whole thing with Bishop in the second one, that Sigourney's like, fuck him, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> fuck androids, all of them, I hate them.
1: <laughs> to steal the line from <laughs> Queen takes Bishop?
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and then just to, like, to, like, even your android performances are, like, are great, <laughs> because we got Ian Holm in this one, he's a great android because he just kind of seems like a science officer at first. He doesn't even seem like anything's up.
1: Yeah, and then, science officers, you seem like androids.
0: Right, exactly.
1: You are there's, indistinguishable from androids. If you come up and approach me, I'll go, there's a 50-50 shot. You're either a science officer, an android, or both.
0: Right, exactly. It's like something's off about you. You cut yourself. Do you bleed milk? <laughs> Do you bleed sperm? <laughs> When
1: when tensions get high, is that stuff going to conveniently leak leak from your
0: head? Yeah, right. When we need to make a reveal, are you gonna are you gonna milk are you gonna sweat milk? But with yeah, and then with the with Ripley herself in this, she's the Ridley Scott is really good at hiding who the main character is because the whole time you start off, you're like you're just trying to think that Tom Skerritt as Dallas is the main character because he's in charge, he's the guy, he's a recognizable actor. It's like, oh, yeah, that's got to be him. And because, you know, it ain't Harry Dean Stanton. You know, it, it, you know, it ain't him. He's never made character. <laughs> but this whole cast is great. And then when everyone starts to drop and Dallas drops and you're like, oh, shit, Sigourney Weaver is the only one left. I think we got a Sigourney movie here. And then it's Ellen Ripley at the end. And she's just kicking ass it's she and jonesy jonesy's number two badass in this thing too because he yeah. looks at that alien and just like like hisses at him. he's like fuck you you're not getting me that's
1: a cat's response <laughs> he, the cat a cat no matter what circumstances immediately just goes into goes, fuck
0: you, you. yeah <laughs> fuck you i'm a cat i'm a space cat <laughs> you know kiss my ass you I'm goddamn a killing
1: machine <laughs> p- packed down into less than 10 pounds you son of a bitch
0: <laughs> right you fucking asshole with your acid blood suck my dick <laughs> suck my barbed cat that dick (laughs) but yeah google it kids you'll learn things (laughs) but it's it's just so there's so much like mansplaining happening to Ripley and she's just dismissed in this until it's like well she was right you shouldn't have come on the goddamn ship up until the quarantine was over and it's, it's just so great. Oh, the only thing I'll say is, and it, it's really just a product of the seventies and because it's 1979, there is the obligatory, our heroine in her underwear shot, you know, yeah. and it's, it's like, okay, I guess that's what she'd wear to go into hypersleep. I guess, you know, <laughs> I guess that's what it is, but at least we don't have to deal with like Lambert being naked at some point or, you know, unlike with the third one we don't have to deal with a rape scene at any at all or anything like that and uh to give our heroine power kind of thing like your agency which that's the only way you can show it is that to have her get attempted rape and then fight her way back but yeah this this one is just like kick ass ripley this is is the most
1: grounded ripley is in the franchise like this is more like she's in a position of not really recognize power. She's making the right calls for the most part. Except <laughs> when that face hugger goes missing and she just walks in like, oh, I don't see it. Oh, God, it fell on my head.
0: <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> and you know oh, Ridley Scott's like,
1: open. it's
0: fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll be fine. How's that thing operate? It just hugs on you, just flies at you and leaps on your face. Oh, okay, we'll be good. I'm just going to have my mouth open really wide. I think we'll Liz, be all right. Liz Listen,
1: I it's fine. We don't know that something's going to burst out of his chest yet. So what's it going to do? Latch onto my face and put me to sleep for a little while and feed right. me oxygen? I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I can get away from Harry Dean Stanton's chain smoking of a thousand cigarettes in every room. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be great. Because, and you know, because there's, like, that scene in in Mother's room with all the lights, it's got a vaguely, like, brownish tint to it. You know that's because Narody and Sand was sitting there just chain-smoking and that's all tobacco.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is what, it, I can't figure out if Mother is the most worthless computer AI system on a ship ever, or if they're just so dumb that they're asking the vaguest questions possible.
0: <laughs> I think it's a matter of probably that and also the 1979 mentality of computers you know it's kind of like we, nowadays that computers thinking you know in a movie nowadays it's like Jarvis or you know it, that movie that they, that ai is absolutely thinking as its own creature with a personality
1: now here's 2001 a space odyssey already happened so we could make mother a bit more helpful
0: Right, but then you run the risk of it having it be um, hell. You know, you yeah. you don't you want to make it its own character, and that's what Ridley. I mean, that's what uh, Ridley Scott does, and it's 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 great. Like this movie is just absolutely great, and it is. the creature design is awesome. The special effects are awesome. Like they they the Ash robot when it becomes a puppet versus actually Ian Holmes' head doesn't quite hold up, but it's still a really good effect it's a yeah. great prop you know
1: you know if it was ronald Reagan, and they would have had that puppet one spot on
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but um all right so that's enough of uh, the first alien mike husher
1: doing good just about finished my first one um i really like it again it's not like overbearingly sweet like you might expect from a strawberry cream ale but it does have a nice taste of vanilla and strawberry but mostly it tastes like an ale Good. And so Bolero Snort, good job.
0: <coughs> a number one. Yeah. And my uh EMD English Mild Ale from Tonewood Brewing in Oakland, New Jersey is excellent. It's very smooth. And I, I, I like the low ABV as well. It feels like you can just kind of chill and drink and not have to worry because it's less than a Miller light. You know, it's it's got nothing going on, but it's really good. It's it's got a great flavor for being essentially close to non-alcoholic but it's not but so now it's getting aliens with an s at the end from 1986 so a few years later uh a little a little director named james cameron bursts on the scene like a chess burster, and uh he uh he's like you know what i've already done a movie with a kick-ass woman why don't i do another one and because this is the follow-up to terminator for him and it's very much it very much feels like it's in the like the future world of terminator like it feels like that's the world that Kyle Reese comes back like like Michael Bean's character in this could be Kyle Reese you know it's he it's like he comes yeah. back now
1: that's you absolutely do see uh <clears throat> you absolutely see the difference between like James Cameron's writing versus Ridley Scott direct like James Cameron's directing and writing from Ridley Scott's because this is a lot more action focused than there's nearly no scenes in aliens I would consider action scenes I'd consider some suspense some chase but not really I would never say alien verges on action movie where aliens does border the line of action and sci-fi horror.
0: Yeah, this it's it's really it's very like again, it's very comparable to the Terminator series because Terminator One is essentially a horror movie. It, yeah. And it's it's like a slasher type horror movie. And Alien is a very suspenseful, locked room, haunted house type alien like you know thing. Like because you don't know where this fucking thing's gonna come from. And it's it's in a it's one spaceship, it's one setting, you know, it's very claustrophobic, you know, and Then the second one, the follow-up to Alien, is this big war movie on a different planet. We're talking about other races. We got the Marines involved. And then Terminator 2, obviously, is this big action movie, one of the biggest of all time, and it just goes that much bigger. And of course, Cameron is responsible for both of those, all three, if you count the first Terminator as well. Now,
1: Ross, an idea for a YouTube video after these two weeks. Mortal Kombat 11... has a bunch of movie dlc characters one of them is arnold schwarzenegger as the terminator and the another is a xenomorph
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it the predator one too
1: yeah i don't know predators in 11 or mkx but he is in them um you get uh leatherface is one of them robocop <laughs> is one of them rambo is in it
0: isn't fucking spawn one of them too yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> of course, why well, wouldn't
1: spawn? Wondered... Been in a, spawn was also uh, when Soul Calibur Two came out. It was the original Xbox, the PS Two, and the GameCube, and e- each version had its own version exclusive character. Like GameCube got Link from Legend of Zelda, so we okay. got uh, PlayStation got Hihachi from Tekken, and Xbox got Spawn.
0: <laughs> of course, because he's. a microsoft product (laughs) did did microsoft own image comics at the time i don't think they did (laughs) yeah sure why not why not I mean, the 90s were like, you're lucky you came around the end of the 90s because the middle, early to mid 90s were just spawn crazy and it was fucked up. You know, it was, it was. I think like,
1: the, the actual situation is Soul Calibur 2 came out relatively early in that generation of gaming's life cycle and xbox didn't besides master chief who wouldn't work in a sword fighting game xbox didn't really have any exclusive characters to be like yeah that will work
0: yeah right yeah it's like oh we got this guy he shoots guns uh what what, do we put do we give a gun do we give a sword to mario what do we do (laughs) you know it's i don't know it's like what what the hell do we do here (laughs) you know it's like wait wait that's nintendo so it wouldn't work anyway but, but let's yeah, think of Sonic. Can we buy a second? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even Sonic wouldn't work. He doesn't have a weapon to fight with.
0: He'd be fast. Who knows? <laughs> but this anyway, a
1: 3D sword fighting game.
0: Yeah, just like Aliens, <laughs> just like the movie Aliens, which is a sword fighting game. <laughs> yes. know? But um, but in this one, we and like I said, with Michael Bean as potentially Kyle Reese. We learn that two of cinema's greatest female badasses owe their weapons training to one Michael Bean <laughs> because he gives Ripley her training and he gives Sarah Connor her training.
1: <laughs> now gives that is one thing. Ripley goes from two minutes of training to ultimate badass with weapons.
0: Yeah, and guys were pissed off about Ray from Star Wars. You know, it's maybe, maybe if you're gonna complain about that. Give your put your stopwatches on some of the best you know female action heroes of all time. Sarah Connor kind of goes from zero to crazy and like crazy um doomsday prepper kind of overnight too. You know it doesn't really I guess take her long. Say
1: that learning to use a gun would take a lot quicker than learning to use a psychic force that connects all life in the universe.
0: Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, (laughs) maybe. You don't know. These are space guns that aliens uh, that Ripley's firing. They might not need any training at all. You just kind of point and shoot and he gets the job done. You Know if anything, Sarah Connor needs the more time because she's got to learn how to not kill herself with homemade bombs. You know, she's making bombs in a hotel, in a motel like kitchen, you know, in a motel yeah. dinner table. You know, she needs that, she needs the time. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is volatile, it is literally explosive. <laughs>
1: Every time I watch that scene where they're making the bombs, I think of the Rick and Morty episode where he's like, How many of these have you had? He's like, about 60% are duds, but I'm gonna disarm it just in case. He's like, How many of these have you had to disarm? Too many, Rick. Too many. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, in, in this one, we get this one is much more Ripley uh focused. This one has Ripley as main character because we have established her in 1979. This is you prime
1: know? badass Ripley.
0: Like yeah. This
1: this is the best of like old like act
0: action hero ripley yep exactly and it's it's funny because we are (laughs) we're incredibly far in the future still and yet we're still smoking in tight windowless rooms you know on these spaceships it's like this is definitely 1986 you know there is no other time that this is
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey maybe they're not cigarettes maybe they're uh (laughs) i don't know maybe there's some future drug thing
0: that's still bad but (laughs) Or it's like food in cigarette form, <laughs> it's how they get their nutrients by like smoking. <laughs> because i mean it's all it would all be synthetic anyway and gmos and whatnot you know how bad like angry people get about those imagine trying to make your own food synthetically in a spaceship if you lived up there the fucking hippies would have a field day on that shit like it has to be organic we're in space asshole where do you want us to find the grass you know (laughs) we gotta smoke this shit (laughs) it's the only way to go sure we'll all have cancer in a day or two but Whatever, we'll be alive.
1: <laughs> we won't starve to death.
0: Right. We'll be alive, goddamn it. We'll all have horrible coughs, but we will be right. alive.
1: Yeah, one thing I really wish was true was like the mother computer and the company was actually mom corporation from futurama.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be good.
1: <laughs> like if ever the machines that run the ship is called Mother because she actually has tabs on all the ship and she's just like, kill the crew, bring me the alien to weapon.
0: Right. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> because that's essentially what this one is, too. It's it's kind of the same setup. It's no one believe the beginning starts off with no one believing uh Ripley, except for Uber creep uh Paul Riser. Paul Riser in this movie does he does one of the most despicable things a villain in a movie has ever done and it doesn't work for him but what he does is he essentially lets loose two facehuggers on a, a in a room with two sleeping women with yeah. the intention of getting them face fucked with an, a, a burster, putting him into cryo uh, freeze and then sending them back to weyland yutani it's like that's alien rape, bro. <laughs> you know <laughs> That is alien rape. And he, the whole time, he doesn't even apologize. He's just kind of like, he's got that smug fucking Paul Reiser little face on him. And it's just like, just shoot him in the head. Just shoot him in the goddamn head. You know, <laughs> fuck that guy. Shoot him in the head. That's a child that you tried to do that to, asshole. She's <laughs> <just> like 10. <laughs> that- speaking of child. Okay. I am no fan. And I've mentioned it before of putting little kids. In sequels like this or movies like this. I don't give a shit about them. They don't need to be there. The only reason they should be there is to be like motivation beginning, they get iced, and then the hero gives on a revenge trip. That's what they use. That's what you use a kid for in an action movie. See, face off. And then in this, she's Newt is essentially like Jonesy, but with lines. <laughs> she's essentially Jones the cat with lines. And my yep. real question is: the actress that played Newt. Was actually from like Panama City, Florida, or something. Why does Newt and no one else have a British accent?
1: (laughs) Uh, To show that she was a colonist, I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's that direct of of an analog. It's like they're colonists; (laughs) they must be British.
1: (laughs) They They live on a colony. Who is the ultimate colonizer? Britain,
0: yes. Even in space, fucking Britain's acting like the ass, like the world dominating asshole that they once were. But you know, it's like was Carrie Hen is the actress's name. Like, did did James Cameron come out to and be like, "All right, kid, look, I know you can talk with your regular voice, but let's try British." And she was like, "I don't know, Mister Cameron. I don't think I can do that." And then he was like, "Perfect." You're doing it the rest of the movie for no fucking reason. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Just talk with a British accent, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, and then, I don't know. With with Aliens, I think it is a step down in terms of character development because like, you don't have that moment where it's like, oh, that person's a robot trying to work against us.
0: Well, it's because but... we already know Lance Hendrickson is a one right off the bat.
1: Yeah. Now, I do love Bill Paxton in this.
0: Dude, Bill Paxton. he an R.I.P. Goddamn. And especially, again, Terminator. He's, and, you know, again, James Cameron as well with True Lies. It's... Some of his best performances were brought out by this complete prick of James Cameron. And yes. in this movie, there is no better line than game over, man. Game over. <laughs> it's, it's just so iconic. It's such a great line. It's, it's almost as good as the real best line of the movie which is get your hands off of her you bitch you know it's (laughs) that is the actual best line of the movie but it's it's a close second it really is
1: that's why if you ever did a direct remake for aliens um like remake shot for shot word for word you would with a modern actors you would for bill paxton you would have to go with uh you would have to go
0: a non-racist Michael Richards
1: with Matthew Lillard,
0: <laughs> or yeah, Lillard would be good. I think Lillard would. Because be
1: like good. listening to Lillard say "game over, man," <laughs> game. <be>
0: <laughs> but he's got to say it like when Stu is on the phone and scream. He's got to be like "game over, man, game over." You know, it's like my parents are gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> you hit me with the phone dick like he's got to call a xenomorph a dick at some point <laughs> you hit me with your acid blood you dick <laughs> you accidentally, yeah, accidentally
1: lets shaggy out for, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, for, for no reason he just starts talking like shaggy <laughs> But
1: no the reason is he starts smoking a little bit of that uh cigarette he's (laughs) having
0: dinner my smoking is dinner (laughs) He becomes he becomes shaggy (laughs) but the actual line i'm sorry is uh, for those out there is get away from her you bitch not get your hands off her you bitch get away from Uh, are
1: you thinking of uh are you thinking of molly weasley from harry potter get your hands off my daughter you bitch
0: so there you go there you go that's that's i wish that that was like someone just came out was like you know why I put that in there I watched Aliens and that's what it came from it's like perfect <laughs> I I will allow it <laughs> perfect <Yeah.
1: laughs> right, that's that's the ultimate allowance of like I get this many curse words for ha- and because I have a PG thirteen movie where we fit them Is Samuel L Jackson in the movie He gets a motherfucker Okay right. cool um, is <laughs> is someone about to hurt someone's daughter yes okay that whoever the mother is has to call that person a bitch
0: uh, speak, <laughs> speaking of mothers hi cutie pie what's up and so you want to say hi say hi hey. yeah. hi robin yeah so robin's making a little tiny appearance here hey you're supposed to be in bed you're supposed to go to sleep okay go to bed that's that's daddy's drink go go down go potty you clearly need to <laughs> okay all right night night sorting. All right so there's that
1: that is, that is our appearance of Robin
0: <laughs> that's Robin's weekly appearance yeah she's uh she's been really uh she's been something or other this month this weekend. she's incredibly tired and she's acting it, but it's anyway yeah she's she's kind of the opposite of newt I would say right now <laughs> like <laughs> like. She the, so the she's aliens not would,
1: quite a cat with lines. Right, the
0: aliens would not want to go near her, like they'd be pissed off. <laughs> like, oh god, <goodness. laughs>
1: what's the weakness of a xenomorph? An angry, tired toddler. Right,
0: an angry three-year-old <laughs> <A> tired three-year-old.
1: <laughs> You can see three-year-olds chasing around a xenomorph with like they all have flamethrowers. <laughs>
0: Right. That, that instead of an in alien three when it's the prison of dudes, it's just a bunch of kids with playing towers. And and that's when like yogurt from Spaceballs pops up. Kids love this one. You know?
1: <laughs> where you get the Star Wars meme where it's like Yoda's like, young one got into my ketamine, he did. Not, <laughs> right. such, an, not such an easy challenge, you
0: know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just get that little startled, just getting
1: stabbed by a bunch of younglings on ketamine,
0: (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah, Anakin doesn't have such an easy time with that case, yeah. That little kid gets startled, and he just goes batshit on him. But, um, in this one, it happens in the first one, we get a great reveal of the alien with the tail coming down in the first one, yeah, and in this one the when they're walking through the uh through uh, the um it's great it's also great that we're in an actual set for one like mm-hmm. we're in actual massive sets and so when they're walking through the set and they all of a sudden we see like the adult fully formed aliens like unfurl themselves essentially it's like oh shit <laughs> and that that that's just amazing it kind of for me it really does it offsets the fact that when you have like with this one, especially with Newt and, and Ripley, I'm not a fan of turning Ripley into this like mother figure. I kind of want her to be more of just a badass that has to protect this kid, not yeah. of a oh I got to put the kid to sleep. She's scared. She's I gotta I gotta I gotta sleep under the cot with her. You know, it's come on. What are we done? You know, it's I I get it, Cameron. You wanted to show that you wanted to feminize her a bit, but. That's, you didn't need to you know you didn't need to do it you know, we know the sigourney weaver is a woman you know it's yeah. a, we have eyes <laughs> that's
1: why okay. like you can almost go with the t2 route of arnold just being like slightly cold protector of him for most of the movie i mean he warms up to him which you can have sigourney like the kid yeah
0: oh him. yeah absolutely yeah she doesn't need to be like stone face killer you know but it's yeah. uh and even, even with Arnold as like the protector, you know, uh, protector Terminator, it's like at certain point, he does kind of become like a little kid, like learning. And it's like, okay, I'm not quite sure I need this. <laughs> and it's like the same thing with Ripley in this. It's like, I, I don't know how much of this and Newt I need. Strap a fucking gun on the Newt. Then we're in business, <laughs> you know, like teach her to fight too. Because it's pretty much everyone for themselves. Everyone's got to survive here. So Newt. You're learning the flight.
1: <laughs> right, Pull that I hair have back. You ever used a flamethrower? Would you right. like to?
0: <laughs> Would you like to learn? Because it's fun. <laughs> you know, but,
1: Look, then, I love one of the things that we get in this that I love mech suit Ripley.
0: <laughs> yep, of course. Yeah, and it's even like casually set up in the beginning too. It's like, oh, I yeah. can I can pilot that. You know, I can use that that lift there, net loader. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, you know, she gets up there, she does her like quick thing, and it's like. and she does what she has to do and all the guys are like well all right son of a bitch she can do it get to work soldier you know and the the even better is we get great badass ripley when the uh the lieutenant in charge or whatever like kind of has a little bit of a freak out during the uh ambush when the aliens start popping people while you start icing people where Ripley's like fuck this I'm taking charge and I'm stealing the car and I'm going to pick our people up you know I'm just gonna plow through walls and shit if I have to but I'm getting our people and it's just such a great scene it's like fuck yeah Ripley take charge that fucking milquetoast piece of shit that had the balls to do it he's freaking out you gotta get this shit done so do it and she does and it's awesome
1: (laughs) now there's one character I have a slight problem with (laughs) who would that be with also more so the casting than the character herself. Is it um, Private Vasquez?
0: Vasquez, yes, 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 Vasquez.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein is not not the right. Uh, She's way too white to play that character. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's a bit Jewy <laughs> Goldstein. She's definitely a Goldstein, but yeah,
1: very much a uh, that sh- should have gone away. They,
0: a- they kind of brown her up a little bit. <laughs> they, yeah. they do brown her up a little bit. They tan her up. I guess I'll say yeah. But yeah, it's um
1: definite whitewashing going on there.
0: <laughs> now, of course, yeah. Now, I mean, I guess it's was she. She did grow up in Los Angeles. I'm briefly looking at her little biography. She grew up in Los Angeles. Maybe she was, I don't know. She's, I, I, I don't know. It's, I, I'm not, I, I'm not seeing anything. Briefly looking here that uh, I,
1: I've looked into it, and I don't think she does have any sort of say. I think she was born a Goldstein in, ca- in common with her character.
0: <laughs> right, she was born a Goldstein. She didn't uh, marry into becoming a Goldstein. We'll say, but um yeah also
1: also, i do have a question so the company wants still wants to capture an alien essentially they want a specimen they don't want to kill all the aliens they want to weaponize it why are they sending their most trigger happy kill gung-ho killing unit to go do this
0: because that's what the 80s were man that's what you did (laughs) you sent your murderers to do your your light work that the scientists probably should have been doing
1: (laughs) you you need soldiers you definitely need soldiers but you don't need your gung-ho uh how uh, i forget the line but she's like only thing i need to do on this ship is find the alien and shoot it
0: (laughs) yeah that's essentially what it is yeah it's but i mean but then again they they really should be like ripley's protection you know it's yeah or somebody's protection you know instead yeah. they're the ones that are we're, we're mentally it also because it leads
1: me to wonder if like if this is such an important mission for them why would they even allow human error they've clearly come a very long way with synthetic humans why allow the human error
0: yeah yeah, it's yeah. Just send fucking Bishop out there, you know. It's like why? Why wouldn't you send Bishop? He's he's clearly been honed to be, you know, an android. So he's probably got better reflexes. He's probably stronger. You know, he can probably do all the things that need to be done. And even if he gets hit with a face hugger, is it able to actually do anything to him? <laughs> you know, I doubt it. Like it's not like it's going to make a little android a uh, uh, chest come out of him because there's nothing to gestate in. It. It's all. Fucking gears and wires and all that. <laughs> Although that'd be pretty cool to get like a little uh like a little robot alien that came out, <laughs> like a little robot xenomorph, a half robot, half xenomorph, like creature. That, that's cool. the
1: ultimate
0: weapon. Yeah, right. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, why did they think of that? Just have Bishop get a face hugger impregnated. But um and then of course, th- there is there are two things in this. That do hold it back from me from being a completely perfect, like action horror movie of sorts. It's one, the fact that James Cameron is clearly showing us that he loves to end his movies in factories of some kind because he ended Terminator in one, he's gonna end Terminator two in another. One. <laughs> you know, it's so why don't we do this as well? But then the Queen takes the elevator in this one, <laughs> like gets in hits door closed, hits the proper floor, and goes up and then comes out of the elevator. So that either leads me to believe that someone has been showing the queen what to do by doing it several times in front of her or they know how to use elevators wherever their original home world is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's I guess the argument could be if the queen came from a person maybe they they take on traits of the the per of the organism that they gestated, maybe she was gestated in a human and just instinctually knew how to operate an elevator.
0: I don't know. I mean, it, it's got to be something like that, right? But then, yeah. uh,
1: queen to L5, queen takes bishop,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's almost like. In Jurassic Park, it's fine because it's a one-off line. It's like, not unless they learn how to open doors. And then the Raptor like slaps the handle down. You know, okay. it's it's that kind of thing. Like, it learns how to open a very simple handle. Where <laughs> I, want, a, I want
1: a blooper reel of the queen just accidentally hitting the wrong buttons. But... Right, she goes
0: down. She goes down another sub-basement. She looks around. She finds out she's in the parking garage or something. She's like, oh, shit. And then she goes up a little higher. She's in offices. You know, she's, she seems keep going up. Eventually, she gets the Ripley and she's like, yo, no idea where I just came from. It's These things are a fucking nightmare. How do you work them? It's like, alright, let's get back to eating you. <laughs> you <know? laughs>
1: Next, we're going to take the queen to Atlantic City to let her decipher the parking lot uh elevator to try and figure out to get to casino or to get to the casino level versus street floor versus
0: Yeah, is it ground? Is it casino? Is it one? Yeah. one is it? <laughs> but, and I mean, of course, in this, then we get the best, the best of all the best Ripley scenes, and it's when she's powering the the loader, and she's mech suit Ripley, and she's get away from me, you bitch, and she blows it out the airlock, you know, and it's 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 power, it's power, badass Ripley, and then of course she gets back in her underwear and gets in the <laughs> in the pod. <laughs> so at that point though, it's almost like she's like, fuck you, I'm in my underwear and I'm going to sleep, you know. <laughs> now that's going into
1: the actually you know we should probably do a beer check-in before because my next line is about the third movie
0: then yeah then how's your beer Mike?
1: doing good uh the not really did a good job with this it's got enough fruit and like cream flavoring to be interesting but not enough to be overbearing
0: good nice so it doesn't taste like a milkshake or like a smoothie no nope. nice. it tastes
1: like an ale with
0: uh, with strawberries and cream flavoring nice nice yeah And my english mild ale is a um it's a mild ale and it's delicious and it's, it's it a nice little mild, brown ale. and
1: it is an ale
0: yeah it's, and it is an ale it's a nice little brown ale it's really fucking good but um all right so on to alien 3 which there's a couple things about this movie that are good because of what they eventually gave us and that's um a, this is directed by David Fincher, and it's his first feature film. <laughs> and after a shitload of music videos, they finally gave him a movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, he has since disowned this movie <laughs> and uh, clearly gone on to bigger and better things. But it's Alien 3 from 92. And there is one of my favorite things about this is, did you watch this on Amazon? Yeah. Did you notice the description on Amazon of the movie? No. Okay, the first movie I watched on 4K, but I happened to watch it, like I happened to see the description after I saw this. I was like, let me look at the other two. So the first alien movie on Amazon has like the actual description. It's like the Nostromo goes into space and aliens, blah, blah, blah. Aliens too. and Aliens, it's like Ripley's back with some Marines and they fight xenomorphs again. And it's like an actual description. This one, on the other hand, all it says is, and I quote, strange and deadly events occur <laughs> that's all it says <laughs> strange just, and deadly no, events if anything
1: occur. that if you were going to put that as a description for any movie it should be the happening like
0: <laughs> does right. anything Things happen, happen. In this?
1: strange and deadly events yeah but what about the characters strange and deadly events
0: it's like right but, what what well, else could you possibly want to know <laughs> do,
1: but um are we going to enjoy the strange and deadly events nothing else strange and deadly events. what are you right. not
0: getting strange and deadly events <laughs> they occur
1: <laughs> you know you know why we call this movie the happening because something happens right and it's strange and deadly <laughs>
0: right and it occurs <laughs> but yeah and then of course you know, of course we get the actual mention of Waylan Utani in this one instead of just a company and it's it's we get the most iconic shot from the entire franchise. Yeah. And it's of shaved head Ripley against the wall with the alien head coming right next to her. She's got that like grimace like next to her and then like the little head comes out and it's it's the most iconic shot of the franchise and it's from the third goddamn movie which is by no means the most iconic one of the three of the four. Oh no.
1: <laughs> and they, this one is terrible yes but enjoyable no. <laughs> like this is It's not like uh, you're not quite getting resurrection levels of bad, but you don't want to watch this one.
0: This one is weird in the sense that it's it's a great ending to the character of Ripley. Because at the end, spoiler alert, if you don't want if for some reason you didn't know, Ripley sacrifices herself and like uh, Terminator in Terminator 2 throws herself into a foundry. You know, she just throws herself into a bunch of lava. And it's the greatest ending because she's impregnated with the queen and blah, blah, blah. And that's the only way to destroy it all. And end of character. End of Ripley. No more alien resurrection. We don't need another movie. Alien resurrection. Now, if you comes don't around. want to
1: ruin for you, don't watch the real science behind what would happen if you actually fell into a thing of lava. Because <laughs> if you didn't know, lava's really dense. So I'm
0: sure it if, wouldn't be great.
1: <laughs> if scenes like this or like Gollum falling into the volcano in, uh, in Lord of the Rings or even less so Terminator 2 because dude's made of metal so he might yeah. be denser than lava. Well,
0: yeah, they, they do say that he is some ungodly amount of weight on him you know because he is but metal. <laughs> if a
1: person falls into lava the surface tension would not make them sink they would be on the surface on fire and before they actually submerge would probably die from burning alive
0: oh yeah just shock alone like you'd become anakin skywalker in like a minute probably <laughs> except you wouldn't have the dignity to live <laughs> you know, yeah. you'd be slowly burning to death <laughs> but
1: oh i forgot with aliens with alien too i'm not sure but is that the first sequel where they're like well what's the first movie called alien well is there going to be more aliens and is there going to be more than one alien in this one yeah, yeah. aliens
0: <laughs> now this one though is technically alien cubed <laughs> because the three is a little is up above like an exponent <laughs> you know but so it's not technically alien three it is alien cubed so i guess they're supposed to be three times as many aliens <laughs> which i would say there probably are because there's a lot of fucking aliens in this movie <laughs> but we never the only the problem is with this and we never see anything there's a yeah. lot of like people reacting to something and getting sprayed with gore and viscera you know that's about it we don't actually see anything we don't see an alien chowing down like they tend like they uh, tend to do in a couple of these
1: but I mean, even the first one, you don't really get a proper view of the alien till closer to the end.
0: Which is how it should be. Like, yeah. you, you in that one, that's why it's like the horror movie that it is. You don't get yeah. the reveal until it's like, there is that crazy jump scare where it's like trying to reach out, you know, and high five. Uh, I think it's Tom Skerritt. <laughs> but, um,
1: but like for a decent, like the first time you see alien, if you don't know what a xenomorph is, when the alien pops out of the chest and they're looking for it, you're like, Oh, they're looking for a smaller alien. Could be dangerous. Could jump out and attack them. And then you get a scene like, "Oh, that motherfucker big."
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. In the second one, that's the first time we get the word xenomorph thrown out there. And that's what yeah. for, uh, Sydney. Uh, that's no, Sydney. It's what I was that I was going to say, Sigourney. It's what Ripley calls it. She calls it a xenomorph now. We also hear Paxton and the crew of the Marines talking about other alien races. One of so one of which those discussions is them fucking another alien race. So their other contact has been made. It's just, it seems like it's more of a, either like light military battles, like firefights or Star Trek type of fuck the green alien kind of situation. They haven't really dealt with the unstoppable force that is the xenomorph and just the mindless, well, not mindless, just the soulless killing machine that these things become. And it's pretty wild that in this one, we very much get a... First, Sigour, uh, Ripley gets gaslit. She's like, oh, yeah, she's fucking crazy. Oh, of course. Yeah, right. A giant aliens killing people, blah, blah, blah. And oh, speaking of that, the warden, because this is a prison colony of all men, this prison planet, the warden, Mike, did he remind you of the guy that reads the instructions for the holy hand grenade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: why does his voice sound so familiar? Mighty fucking
0: Python. So yeah, it's like, thou shalt not run from the xenomorph on two. <laughs> thou shalt, God, six is right out. <laughs> but I was like, this guy's the one who's reading the fucking instructions. really angry. No one would
1: take him seriously if he was actually the warden.
0: Never. No so way. I feel,
1: like, I feel like a major job qualification to be a warden of a prison would be, at the very least, an above average intimidating <coughs> Like you need yeah. a voice that you can at least use to scare people.
0: Yeah, you got you now gotta ideally, have ideally
1: sort of, ideally you should sound like James Earl Jones.
0: But <laughs> better like Clancy Brown, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you got you gotta you gotta have some sort of presence. You can't be this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like like Charleston Heston, you can you could do Charleston Heston, where he has like the if he's screaming at you, yeah, that's that's intimidating right.
0: he's just calling everybody damn dirty apes yeah <laughs> um sam elliot a sam elliot voice would work well even in this movie itself charles s Dutton should be the warden because he's like the de facto one in charge anyway you know yeah. it's it, and it's like he should be the guy because he's got that presence to him too and he's he's a very like intimidating guy and the craziest thing though is this of course after Aliens, with Paul Reiser's attempted, like, sleep facehugger rape of uh, Ripley and Newt, in this one we get an actual attempted gang rape of Ripley by men, and even though that scene is like, why do we need it? Like, why, why do we need this scene in this? And there is one thing that comes about that is kind of like, a, well, that's a choice. It's Holt McElhinney, and he is uh, Matt, yeah, Holt McAlani. His character is about to penetrate Ripley from behind and she's bent over this rail. But first though, he does this like arms out to the side, puts his go- well, he puts his goggles on, puts his arms out to the side, and does this like war cry before he's about to enter. I was like, I'm just in, in a non-rape situation. I'm just picturing this guy like a date. It's like uh, it's, everything's going well. They're going to have sex, and that's like what he does before he gets down. It's like it's like that's such a great like weird ass move. <laughs> like just to do this like fucking war scream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's his kink. He has to do his war cry before sex. I can't
0: finish if I don't start with a war cry. Right, I can't even get it up if I don't start. You know, it's like ah, oh. okay. Do you have to wear the goggles too? We're not even on in space, man.
1: Yes, I need to wear <laughs> the goggles. Blue light is damaging to the eye.
0: The goggles stay on during sex, honey. The goggles <laughs> stay on. But it's it's so like when I saw it, I was like, wait what? (laughs) What are we doing here? And then it's like, okay, why are we doing this gangry? Then Charles S. Dunn shows up, kicks some ass, and he's like, look, we don't rape, all right? It's like, well, everything you guys have been talking about up to this point has been about how no one's seen a woman in 20 years or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that was
1: the other thing with how much of a, like, not only the rape scene, but how much they alluded to this is eventually going to happen.
0: It's so weird, too, because it's like, It's very much a men are uncontrollable animals around women situation. And it's like even Ripley, shaved head, baggy clothes, looking like a like looking like a like military, like private or grunt or whatever. She doesn't look like the gorgeous Sigourney Weaver would, you know, as like, quote unquote, feminized or whatever. She looks like one of them. She just looks like the skinny one of them, you know? And it's like, so what? Do, do, do the pheromones set these guys off? Like, what the hell is going on here? They're basically monks when she meets them. They've taken a vow of celibacy, so that means that they decided not to fuck each other, you know? So, why does this woman suddenly showing up mean everything goes down to shitter, <laughs> we, you know?
1: Also, the, so taking the vow of celibacy, they... It's the weirdest prison ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like okay, it's like, it, and it's also like a very early '90s thing to say. It's like they might as well have come out, and be like, we ain't we ain't gay, you know, we we ain't fucking each other. We're men, you know, and it's like, well. You're also in prison, you know, and it's only guys. And if these dudes are essentially animals, they're gonna fuck each other at some point. Or we're getting a MIGS in fucking Silence of the Lamb situation, or we're just chucking cum everywhere. You know, and It's like, do we take the valves of the celibacy to, to prevent that? Then, <laughs> yes, I agree. Let's not chuck semen everywhere. <laughs> probably a bad idea i don't want to slip on that shit this is all stone around here you assholes we get concussions out the ass it turns out all of them are just edging the whole yeah yeah that's probably why he does the war cry because he knows it's gonna hurt like hell when he finally does bust enough because it's been held back for 20 years it's gonna explode out of him like super
1: it's the second week in a row where i can make the scary bring up the scary movie you want right. see where it's like a literal geyser
0: yeah and that's exactly what it would be Ripley would be shot across that room <laughs> that happened but it's 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 weird because and it's probably another reason why David Fincher was like fuck this movie it's because everything was taken out of his hands and it's he was basically just the guy that slept got got his name slapped on it and there were so many versions of the script as well for this. It was kind of weird. There's like five different versions of the script that are all cobbled together to be this movie. And Sigourney Weaver was like, give me $5 million and I'll be in your movie. And they were like, well, I guess we got to have Ripley. So let's, let's pull out the checkbook. But At the same time, you can tell that this is very much a all right, let's get it done, let's make this movie and let's just move on with our careers. Okay.
1: Who you bring in, you bring in Sam Raimi just as an experiment. So you bring in Sam Raimi to direct this movie as an experiment. Because you also need him to write the script. Because I need to know if my Sam Raimi rule of trilogies only works if Sam Raimi was the writer of the entire trilogy or if he comes in at a given movie, if it would still follow the rule. And for those no, who don't be, know...
0: It would be like Will Ferrell. It'd be like that? Will Ferrell and Austin Powers. It'd be the new, the first line in a new line of questioning. <laughs> so <laughs> it'd be the first to film in a new line of trilogy.
1: <laughs> but we don't know because this has never happened. Sam Raimi has never come into the middle of a trilogy, to my knowledge, and started writing and directing.
0: Actually, he. I think he has. Did he write Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness?
1: Oh, well, we don't know what Doctor, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is going to be yet. Though.
0: There will be a third.
1: <laughs> but it might end up following the, the same formula. So the formula for a Sam Raimi trilogy is good, great, certifiably insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and he, did not write it. He had nothing to do with the writing, but I'm sure he had some. Well, stuff that's, I there. imagine
1: Multiverse of Madness is going to be better than Doctor Strange
0: one. Oh, I mean, it almost has to be that that movie was fine, but it wasn't blowing your socks off, you know. But this no, one's so like that in, off the chain.
1: <laughs> so good, great. All we need is number three to be certifiably insane.
0: <laughs> Which it would almost have to be, you know, given the events that'll probably occur in this one. It, it would this almost one might have be to
1: certifiably, be. he might be jumping the gun from great to certifiably insane.
0: Or he just might make great certifiably insane. You know, he might yeah. do the combination. You know, it's great because it's certifiably insane. But it's almost like the opposite of this one. Like this movie's just boring and to an extent yeah. bad. But then the fourth one, is certifiably insane there's no excuse for that fucking movie and with this one though at least you get with ripley at least you get after her attempted gang rape you can erase that scene and you essentially get the ripley of the second movie Mm -hmm. but just more so in the forefront you know because she's getting paid five million dollars to be in every scene of this movie now, you know
1: what I want to know is who <sighs> decided on uh, on new d- drowning in the pod
0: like who decided well, that was part of because it's new drowning it's um, Michael Bean dies and he gets impaled and um, I think they even make no it's just yeah it's just those two but it's it was all part of a like the war of attrition with a lot of these scripts like the script war it was well fuck you I don't like that part so I'm killing these people off fuck you you know and then Michael Bean was I think Michael Bean might have been like I'm not doing it unless I actually have like a decent part and they were like well you're Michael Bean so go do The Rock or something and he was like okay i guess i will yeah i don't need alien 3 fuck you i'm still like a viable presence in movies you know so i'll go i'll go work with michael bay and nick cage and that'll be great but i i it was a very much a matter of oh we have to like fuck these people let's just kill off their character situation yeah. and that's kind of what happened so i guess newt drowns and chucky dance aka uh, tywin lannister uh gets to tell us that she had fluid in her lungs and uh when sigourney's like okay cut her open cut her open i need to know if there's a fucking facehugger in there i need to know there's a chestburster we gotta do this goddamn autopsy now the problem is the one thing i don't like about ripley in this is that she's very cagey about the whole aliens thing like the warden is clearly incompetent so why doesn't she just straight up tell Charles dance what's going on like look dude If this is the situation, but there's also the other part of i I just saw this on my notes. The other part of Ripley's characterization is I don't like is that she has to be horny. You yeah. know, she she has to be horny because she even says, like straight out out of nowhere, are you attracted to me? And in that way. And then next thing we know is they're waking, they're, you know, it's post bliss, the afterglow of sex and they they talk about, well, we just did that, didn't we? It's like, well, why does Ripley need to be fucking horny? She yeah. wasn't horny, you know, the first two movies. Why does she have to be horny now? And is this the 90s? You know, it, can clone Ripley be horny? Because she should have, based on the fucking writer of the next movie, which we'll get to that piece of human garbage. We have to. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to at least mention him. <laughs> but and it's like, when I saw this, I was like, maybe this is another reason why Fincher was like, I know I can't like I'm, I'm disowning this fucking movie yeah, He made Ripley horny fuck it I can't <laughs> you know that's, I'm doing also, seven did you,
1: did you notice with uh Charles Dance, He almost he almost pulled a uh like he over-enunciated all of his lines it feels like
0: well, yeah, it's because he's like, oh, he's a proper actor. <laughs> he's yeah. a proper British actor. He's, he's, he had a few English mild ales and he got in there, and he did the goddamn job, you know?
1: <laughs> like, and I like Charles Dance. I haven't seen him in much other than Game of Thrones.
0: Well, that last action hero, he's great, you know? it's uh, Every time he shows up, he's good. He's, he's, he's usually good. But he
1: his lines in this very much reminded me of, like, John Malkovich, where he over
0: he over <laughs> Imagine John Malkovich in this fucking movie. <laughs> just imagine that. <laughs> like Cyrus the goddamn virus is in this movie.
1: <laughs> he over <over-enunciates> every line. <laughs> and it works right. because it's John Malkovich, but. Yeah,
0: he's just got I'm that one Charles.
1: Charles Dance, you, <coughs> you need to be a bad guy in a war room let's call it in westeros
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's make up a name westeros <laughs> he's on he's on the ship the westeros <laughs> the nostromos like partnership the westeros <laughs> but also you know just notice again in my notes did you know did you recognize uh 85 in this movie the guy they keep calling eighty-five because that's his IQ.
1: No, did you recognize,
0: did you recognize who that is?
1: No, he's the actor
0: to play Dell Preston in fucking Wayne's World too. Huh?
1: <laughs>
0: you want to put on a rock show? <laughs> so <laughs> there I was.
1: <laughs> now I have to bring up the other property that a Xenomorph clearly shows up in. That isn't. It's not even a movie. It's a Nintendo sixty-four video game. Okay. Have you ever played Conker's Bad Fur Day?
0: I probably did, yeah.
1: It's about a little squirrel who likes to curse a lot and fights. There's a boss that's actually a piece of shit. Like, (laughs) is literally a giant piece of shit. That's the boss. Of course. And the final boss of Conker's Bad Fur Day happens to be a Xenomorph. Interesting. Now, (laughs) it's not called a Xenomorph, but it's a it's a fucking xenomorph
0: well um there was that nintendo game contra which is like essentially the aliens in that like the bosses in that were essentially hr geiger creations
1: so. yeah and so i was looking <laughs> there's like a whole laundry list of characters that are connected on uh through the fact that Alien exists in their world, like there's a crossover with Alien, so because Conker's Bad Fur Day is in Diddy Kong Racing, that means Con- that means Alien is canonical in Donkey Kong, which Donkey Kong clearly has several matchups with Mario, which means. Alien exists in the Mario universe. (laughs) Alien also exists (laughs) because it exists in the Mario universe. Well, there's Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. So it exists in Sonic's universe.
0: (laughs) Which, of course, you know, take the other step in the movie franchises. It obviously takes place in the same year's versus Predator. Which means that the Predator and the Alien could compete in the Olympic Games. (laughs) That is true.
1: (laughs) And now, going even further, I think Alien shows up in one of the Archie comics.
0: Probably. There was a lot of weird shit that happened in the And Archie
1: shows up in a Scooby-Doo crossover. So Alien exists in the Scooby-Doo universe. And you know who else exists in the Scooby-Doo universe? The band Kiss,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, they're old. Yeah, that like the Harlem Globetrotters. And everybody. So they're we could
1: feasibly get a video game matchup of Batman versus Alien.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all there, you know, but. Hey. Assisted
1: by the Harlem Globe Trotters and Kiss.
0: <laughs> Harlem <laughs> Globetrotters, Yeah, that'd be great. Come back with Alien Five and still like make the, the movie after Alien Covenant be like the, the direct prequel right before the original Aliens movie. It's Aliens versus Kiss and the uh, <laughs> and the Harlem Globetrotters. And then somehow that leads into like the first movie. <laughs> but, yeah, so
1: the name of the boss is Heinrich.
0: Yeah, and it is
1: very clearly a xenomorph.
0: I believe, I believe that was H.R. Geiger's actual. That's what the. Oh no, it's Hans. Never mind. But um, it's like, it's a very is, German name. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A <laughs> that's a xenomorph. That's a xenomorph. There's really no uh, getting around that one. No. But um, in in this one, it's in Alien Three, it's the take charge like kick-ass ripley doesn't really show up until about an hour in and then the movie just gets better from there because she's the fucking badass that she is
1: the action is still solid in this movie
0: it's not bad yeah the cgi holds it back because it's like sega cd cgi you know it's not good at all but when the practical shit kicks in it's actually really good and Unfortunately, like a lot, like I said before, a lot of the deaths in this movie involve people slowly turning to see something awful happening and then getting sprayed with blood, you know, it's, or they get dried off the screen and you only kind of hear something, somebody scream, but it's, it's, it's really not great. And it's and it's the, it's it's almost like a weirdly fitting end for human Ripley, yeah. because it's like of course she'd want to kill herself to get out of this movie, you know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> there's no way. I'm surprised she
1: go. didn't kill herself to get out of this movie earlier.
0: Right. Exactly. Like where where has this been the whole time? But
1: here, um, get the goggles and the battle cry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh! <laughs> and then she just shoots her way out of this movie, but all right so mike how is your final beer
1: it is good i am on beer number three now and bolero's not really did a good job with this i like the strawberry cream ale
0: okay and uh i'm on number trace of my uh english mild ales but again it's 3.8 abv so it's like you have a few of these and not feel. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel anything. But it's. It's just a.
1: You might as well be drinking a sprite.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A sprite with like a sprite with like a shot in it, but it's it's quite good. It's it's an English now. and oh no. Not Maybe again. that's
1: why Newt had an English accent. She drank an English mild ale as a child and was like, "Ah, I'm English now."
0: <laughs> oh no, this Newcastle has done something to my voice. I can't stop talking like this. I better not talk at all. But when I do, I'll have a British accent. But um, all right. So that was the end of original human Ripley. Uh, she was a badass to the end she went out like a badass carrying the queen she killed herself she killed the queen it all was good but then some 200 some odd years in the future some assholes decided they needed more ripley and more queens queen aliens and more ripley queen alien combinations so they cloned her and that's what we get in alien resurrection 1997 directed by jean-pierre jeunet who directed the movie, Amelie, and then a bunch of foreign garbage. And then, again, in this one, the Amazon description is four words. Ripley continues battling aliens. <laughs> it's, they just gave up. <laughs> Strange and deadly events occur is much more thought out than Ripley continues battling aliens.
1: <laughs> they, they really, the description should have been like, really? this is what you want to watch are you you sure? sure
0: are you sure all right, and then like when you go to try to like, you have to click through like five different screens where it's like, "Are you sure you really, you really want, want to rent to do this?
1: this? Is this something you actually want to do?
0: Right. You can pay three ninety nine for literally anything else we have. Are you sure you want to rent this? <laughs> Is someone holding a gun to your head? Blink right. twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> right. Have you seen every other Alien property and you just want to finish it off and be a completionist? I mean. Okay. Are there
1: literally no other movies you haven't seen that you want to watch right
0: now? It's like recommending you go to like Netflix and shit. It's completely abandoning its own (laughs) stuff. It's like, look, here's all the other apps you use. Find something better on there. But (laughs) no. I clicked through, and I spent the time watching Alien Resurrect.
1: Ross did the 15. Yes, I'm sure. No, yes. no one's holding a gun to my head.
0: Right. I actually had I to call Jeff Bezos. I am not
1: certifiably zones. insane, according to medical professionals. Right.
0: Yeah, according <laughs> to those uh, those jerks. But no, I actually had to talk to Bezos. Bezos I was like, dude, you got to give me the approval. You got to sign me off. I got to get this done. And he was like, <laughs> "All right,
1: contact okay. Bezos. We never dealt with this situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, wow, this is a first. But now the thing is, of course, as bad as this movie is, it gets worse behind the camera because it was written by one Joss fucking Whedon. And fuck you. Just fuck you, Joss Whedon. And the thing is, there is so much Joss Whedon in this movie and so much garbage lines and shit. At one point we are talking about a human being, a woman and Michael Wincott. I'm pretty sure it's Michael Wincott who loved the actor. He's awesome. We'll talk about him in a a couple months when we do, uh, when we do some action movies. He's one of my favorite action movies of all time. And, He has the line, "She is severely fuckable, isn't she?" And it's like we're talking about a human being here, man. (laughs) You know, I know this is 1997, and we didn't quite think women were humans at that point. But come on, Josh, you're showing yourself here. All right, we're gonna
1: go. We're gonna play. What's that Metacritic score? This time, I am going to give you a blind Metacritic score, and you are going to have to guess which movie goes with said score.
0: Okay. Okay, we can do that. All right. All
1: right. So first, 84.
0: 84. That's got to be Aliens, the second one.
1: You're correct.
0: Yeah, that's got to be the second one. Okay.
1: Next, we will go with 59.
0: Ooh, that's going to be tough. And now it's just the four we're talking about, right? It's not yes. like Prometheus and Covenant? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I feel like... They'd give that to this one. No, nope. no, is it three?
1: Yeah,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be three. Yeah, all
1: right. Next one, like now that we've gotten the first out of the way, you're gonna get the next two. So, well, 89,
0: yeah, it's clearly this one, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 but yeah, it's, it's clearly this one, and I'm sure the last one is what 20 for the original. <laughs>
1: 63.
0: 63 for the original. Jesus Christ. He does never get it right. But of course, that's clearly not the case. You know, and the 89 is the original.
1: original. But 63. So this one is scored four points higher than Alien 3. Or I'm sorry, Alien Cubed.
0: Jesus. (laughs) I mean, other than Joss Whedon, the complete fucking waste of human skin, writing this movie, it is more entertaining to watch than alien cubed alien Mm three simply for the fact that the cast is that much better there's so many great like character actors in this we got ron perlman in this goddamn thing we have michael wincott who's amazing we even have the black guy that's like in stuff and is never i can never remember his name but he's always good then of course we get Wynona Ryder who's in this. She's the spoiler alert, she's the android of the movie. And and then, of course, there is the great um human alien hybrid or child of. It's literally the child of Ripley and the Queen. And the thing is. It's it's a choice on the design standpoint. Like, somebody made a choice, and wow. <laughs> just wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: now, I'm actually looking through every Alien movie. Care to guess what the lowest Metacritic score is?
0: Well, didn't we just do that? Oh, wrong? I'm
1: looking through all of them now.
0: Oh, like even Prometheus and Covenant and Alien versus Predator and all that? Yeah. It's got to be Alien versus Predator
1: by a very big margin.
0: That, one, that movie sucks. That movie Alien versus sucks.
1: Predator has a 29 Metacritic score. Yeah, Alien, movie just sucks. Alien Cubed is the next lowest with a 59. This, yeah. Prometheus, and Alien Covenant are all remarkably close. I think one's a 63, one's a 64, one's a 65.
0: Because, I mean, I didn't see Alien Covenant. I mean, I'll probably watch it shortly because of all this. Like, it's just. Completionist and whatnot, but Prometheus was like, it's, it's a gr- it's a good prequel, but it's not a good movie. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of, it's boring. You know, it's there's yeah. nothing really going on. And the funny you know, with part Michael of
1: Fassbender was, as an android, I'm like,
0: right, oh, come on. But like the best part of it isn't even intentional, and it's from cinema scenes. It's the Prometheus goal of running away from things, and yeah. it's. That's the most unintentionally funny thing, and it's nothing to do with the actual movie itself.
1: (laughs) Jesus is an architect, people.
0: Right. Like there's 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 so much crazy shit going on in that movie, even like with like the the big white engineer guy, and it's like yeah, well, at least that guy's jacked, you know, at least he works out, you know. And but with this movie, at least even even though it's Joss Whedon. To his credit, he at least made it weirdly entertaining. Like, it's... it's well, that a was... Joss Sweden
1: of the 90s, that was kind of his thing. Like, with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel.
0: Right, which 97 like, would have been, I think, the start of all that. Yeah. But...
1: I mean, it, he's a scumbag, but he, he can make an entertaining script.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, 97 is when it started, when Buffy started. So he was probably working on both of these at the same time. But it, it, he's he he's definitely a talented writer in the sense that his he shit knows
1: what people like what will keep people watching.
0: Right. The only problem is fucking even though it's not the Ripley we know and love it's clone Ripley so she does get to have a little leeway with her personality Ripley doesn't need to be quippy like she doesn't need to have one-liners and shit she doesn't that's not Ripley and in this she has the one line now granted it's it's not so much a one-liner it's just kind of like a like a sort of meta joke and it's I thought you were dead yeah I get that a lot it's like okay, fuck you, Joss Whedon, you know, fuck you. You It's like, I don't need to hear Ripley say shit like that. I also, even though I enjoyed watching it and apparently Sigourney Weaver had a good time like training for it, I don't need to see Ripley playing basketball. I just don't need to say it. She <laughs> plays basketball on this scene. She slams dunks at one point. She even fucks with Ron Perlman with the ball for a while. And it's, you can tell that she and Perlman are having a blast, like trying not to laugh. Like she's smiling, but you can tell Perlman's like trying not to laugh. And it's, she hits this like over the shoulder shot that apparently took him a couple times. And Ron Perlman apparently fucked up the final take by turning and going, holy shit, that was great. And like, they kind of cut like right before he turns to the camera and says that. So that's why it's kind of truncated in that part. But there are so many people in this movie, like Perlman, Wincott, Ryder, Dan Hedaya, fucking, um, what's his name? Chucky, like the voice of Chucky. I can never, Brad Dourif. Like they're all in this movie and the cast is so great, but, It's really just a matter of moving these grunts from point A to point B. And then we get the queen giving birth to a half part human, alien, part Sigourney Weaver, Ripley thing. It's just this white piece of shit that like has human teeth and part of a nose. And it's fucking creepy. It's fucking weird. And then the thing gets sucked out of a pinhole crack in a window into space. And it's it's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> and I I it's it's one of those 97 fourth movie in a series kind of movies where we're out of ideas. we <laughs> were just out of ideas. <laughs>
1: hey, now don't limit that to nineteen ninety seven. Was it two thousand seven or two thousand eight when Indiana Jones: Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out?
0: I think it's two thousand eight. And yeah, it's been the, that design was a little xenomorphy too, like those those yeah. skulls or whatever. But which
1: is almost a, like it's a compliment to the movies. Like they came up with apparently black dick head is the shape of an alien head now,
0: right? Yeah, HR Geiger. I mean, the dude there, there's a documentary somewhere, it might be on Netflix or Hulu or something. There's a documentary somewhere on HR Geiger that's fairly interesting to watch, and it's it's very he's very much the guy that you would think he was, you know, and it's he's like a weird German dude. And that's, there's a lot of weird shit going on around him, but it's, 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 it's also like, he was like good friends with the lead singer of Celtic frost, like the metal band Celtic frost. And it's like Tom G warrior is the guy's name. And it's, and he just kind of randomly shows up. I was like, Holy shit, is that Tom warrior? And it it's, it's so weird to see these people that created these larger than life, iconic designs as like, regular human being, you know, it's like this is just a dude that's puntering around his German house with like his fucking stacks of drawing books and like sketch pads and shit, you know, and on the walls like a giant phallic vagina alien woman kind of thing. And it's it's like this is so weird because this is one of the most iconic looks of a creature in movie history and yet the thing is basically just a giant dick. <laughs>
1: That's I'm looking through, like, I'm trying to find out if Heinrich and conquers Bedford. If anything ever came about with a lawsuit, of-
0: I mean, I doubt it. It was probably just a matter of, hey HR, can we can we chuck this in a video game real quick? And he was like, toss me a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's a couple thousand bucks, and we'll be fine but
1: don't worry we'll give it a german name starting with h <laughs> yeah,
0: well yeah his middle name will be like reindorf or something so at least you get the hr part there you know it's like all right cool whatever just give me my because
1: money. in the game he's actually a creation by like an evil professor and the professor names him heinrich <laughs>
0: yeah there you go why not but yeah it's there there's so much about resurrection that like Clone Ripley is just not something we needed. Whereas, like, at least with Sarah Connor in Dark Fate, we still have Sarah Connor. It's not like Terminator Connor. It's not like you know, it's not like she is some sort of like coming back from the future version of Sarah Connor, it's just older Sarah Connor, and she's still a badass doomsday prepper, but she's at least the Sarah Connor that we know and love. Whereas yeah. this clone Ripley is not the Ripley that we know and love. And she doesn't even really kick that much ass in this movie. She just kind of goes through it, like commenting on everyone dying and what's going on. And then she's almost like, yeah, I'm a clone. Who gives a shit? Fuck you. You know, It's, <laughs> it's like, almost like
1: the worst movies in the MCU where it's just quips and eh, action.
0: Yeah, so that happened You know, it's yeah. like like you can always you know, ripley basically says that in a few there's only one scene where ripley gets to act and be a badass and that's when she's destroying this like lab of half-formed ripley clones and like the previous iterations of the ripley and clone. we don't that,
1: even get a screaming shark right right <laughs> why not you
0: know. that's the
1: my favorite fact ever is still that the number one quote from Jaws well, Jaws 4 is Four. shark, quote-unquote, screams.
0: Screams. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There. I mean, the only thing that would make this even just slightly better of more of like a so bad it's good movie is if the alien, the human alien talked, because it does at one point kind of moan the word mother, <laughs> and it's like Okay, you needed to go farther with that. You needed to go farther with that. You needed to have that thing go, Mom, what the fuck? You know, it's like, why can I have you? Why do I have your memories?
1: <laughs> now, now, with that baby, like, is <laughs> who does the baby consider its mother more? Or is it I don't oh, know. It, I don't know how they killed, go about well, it, this. Is Ripley the mother more or is the queen the mother more? Ripley or? is.
0: It's Ripley. Well, it it kills the queen. It kills yeah. the queen when it comes out, and then it treats Ripley like its mother. And which is weird because it was literally birthed from the queen itself, yeah, which is even weirder because it that means it was taken out of Clone Ripley, put into the queen for some reason, and then birthed out again.
1: And they don't even give birth, they like turn people into eggs thingies that shoot facehuggers out
0: right that is not how the queen gives birth it's it's the queen poops out an egg and that gives you a facehugger that's how you create a xenomorph it's that is not what happens and it's it's almost like again it's it's like a willful ignoring of the entire mythology just to be able to have this weird fucking creature in your movie and it's it's so bad and it's 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 just bad.
1: Now, now, The baby comes out and it's actually part goggles guy from Alien 3.
0: (laughs) That'd be great. He
1: did his battle crying the creed's like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) He comes out with fucking goggles on. That'd be great. Yeah, just screams. But yeah, it's it's not good, and it's the movie ends with us them finally returning to Earth, which we haven't seen this entire franchise, and it's allegedly the year twenty three something, and Earth is still green, and that's probably the most unbelievable part of the movie. <laughs> you know, there is no way <laughs> twenty three something,
1: and the Earth is ruled by apes, and Charleston Heston's there
0: exactly charlie yeah Hessen shows up like they touch down and they get out and it's like the scene in space it's like yeah. oh no it's like oh shit there goes the planet you know, <laughs> humans oh shit there goes the planet <laughs> xenomorphs oh shit there goes the planet but yeah it's 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 just so bad and like talk about taking like one of movies most badass female characters and then just being like well what if she wasn't <laughs> you know? yeah. well what if it wasn't you know it's like well fuck you joss Whedon. now we know why you were the piece of shit you were revealed to be because even then you're taking all the agency away from your female characters and you're reducing them to you know just stereotypes that's all it is and just fuck off you know but it
1: turns out it's uh, ripley the vampire hunter
0: Dude, that would be great. <laughs> <Like a Ripley. laughs> she they land back on Earth and it's like overrun by vampires, and she has to become like a blade type of character. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> fucking great. That would that would be the way to continue the franchise, blade and ripley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ripley took on aliens, but now she has to take on vampires.
0: Yeah, she fought the xenomorphs, she fought off gang rape, but now she faces her greatest test. Vampires, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, why not? Let's know what it is. is that all that that,
1: for the intro, you gotta get the South Park guy that announces movies. Like, Rob Schneider was this, and then he was this, but now Rob Schneider is a carrot, and he's gonna find out that being a carrot is harder than it seems,
0: right? <gasps> yeah, carrot. That would be, yeah. I mean, it might as well be at this point because it's not the Ripley we love. And that's the end, I'd say, of our discussion of badass.
1: Apparently there was a deleted scene from the most recent Predator movie that had Ripley in it.
0: From The Predator? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I'm okay. I kind of we're not talking about the same time period like she wouldn't have existed yet but
1: uh, i don't know when i was looking into ripley that it just came up with appearances and had the four alien movies listed and then it said predator deleted scene or the predator deleted scene
0: interesting yeah i mean well that would have made the part of that movie probably a little bit better but uh shane black that'd be great if that was in like Shane black's like original version of that movie but it yeah. wasn't studio fucked with
1: <laughs> yeah appear yep here it is appearances as alien aliens alien three alien resurrection and the predator deleted scene
0: interesting so that means it's out there somewhere but uh all right so instead we were robbed of that so now we have to uh just wonder what could have been now mike in the meantime until next week where can people find us on the internet
1: you can find us for your streaming pleasure on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and just about anywhere else you can get your podcasts at. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Happy Hour Films Podcast. Um, if you want to talk to Ross, go to Facebook. If you want to talk to me, go to Instagram. Though I did hijack the Facebook to share a Star Wars meme today.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was a good one last night. But, uh, yeah, the gingerbread man. is <laughs> Shrek. But, uh, yeah that was good but all right so we've been talking about her all all episodes so next week we're gonna move on to the next uh og badass in the line which was obviously sarah connor uh, played by linda hamilton and uh this time though we only get three sarah connor appearances and she's a she's basically like a it's a great little three-step story for sarah connor and it's yeah. uh it's, we don't get
1: clones, Sarah.
0: Connor. Yeah, no clones. It, it makes sense. She's not gang raped at one attempted to be gang raped at one point. Because even <laughs> though it was Jim, Jim Cameron, he at least had the sense not to do that shit, you know? <laughs> but so until next week, when we talk about the Terminator and Sarah Connor, I have been Ross Bacon.
1: I've been Mike McCligan.
0: And we'll see you guys next time. So long.